This episode of Willits Pod is brought to you by alabamatrucknuts.com. It's very difficult to come up with a tagline for alabamatrucknuts.com because it's alabamatrucknuts.com, which is already quite intriguing. So we'll just say alabamatrucknuts.com again. That's alabamatrucknuts.com, baby. We don't have an Atari. <laughs> we have all of we the PlayStations and Switches. We should. No! Yeah. Who wants an Atari? I don't want to play Pong all day. Do they have other yeah, games? I, I'm, old. I'm old, but I'm not that old. So. Hmm. I want to play Pitfall. Okay, you go I'm away. old, but I'm also not that old. I've, I've learned that I'm uh, a presidential administration plus older than you, or. or into the second term of an administration <laughs> older than you. Uh, we, we're both, both Reagan babies, though, uh, which is a shame. Is womp, womp. Uh, but yes. he's dead, so that's cool. Uh, I don't know. His assassination attempt was before I was born, unfortunately. His assassination but... attempt was the day I was born. Oh. Really? Well, well shit. That's... I'm Jesse from the internet, Why? and this... Is the sound of Arizona Mucho Mango. Uh, we're talking about Ronald Reagan's assassination attempt with Janice from the internet and Colleen from the internet. Yeah, that was the day I was born. So, so, huh. so was it you? Or did, did, did baby Jesse try to take out Ronald Reagan? Because that would be cool. I was. I was born when it happened. I was in Brooklyn at the time. I don't know where the assassination attempt was. I always thought it was New York because we had the New York Times from like uh, bad you know, news. Save the it New York was... Times. Here's the day the day you were born. Here's what was in the news. So, like I know the Knicks lost, um, <laughs> and Reagan was and, and Reagan, Reagan shot. almost got shot. <laughs> or Reagan almost I mean, did get shot lost as well. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. But he, um, it was actually in D.C. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, it was in D.C., I, I, so kind of close. I, I really just so love the idea hook. of baby Jesse yeah, you are with off the hook. just like that, like just strapped up, just like, like walking up to Ronald Reagan, just like fresh out of the womb. I'm just going. <laughs> the internet's given oh, us a lot of image. baby Hitler assassination talk over the years. I'm... <laughs> But not enough baby assassins. (laughs) There are not enough baby Um, assassins. Maggie Simpson did it. Maggie Simpson was the OG baby assassin. Yeah. That is absolutely right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spoilers, but yes. That is a spoiler. Uh, Yeah. 30-something-year-old spoiler, guys. (laughs) (laughs) What no, if the, um, I want to watch time... Succession now after not having watched any of those seasons, and now I'm going to know so... that some guy is dead. Okay, so here's the funny thing. Like I said that as a joke. So I watched like the first season of Succession, and maybe like the first couple episodes of season two, and I was just like, it, like it wasn't something I felt like I had to sit and watch and like consistently watch. I was just kind of like. This... Me, I don't belong here, and it's my birthday today. Huh? <laughs> that was not me. I think that was someone else. See, oh, because I uh, definitely don't have... happened on my phone. Oh, so, but that was... it sounded like TikTok. Uh, I did. It, it was very. Late. It sounded yeah, like I, I was scrolling. 
It, it was actually, I, I was a scrolling through Twitter and then all of a sudden a, a random video played. I, I don't know what it was. So, so oh. that is what you heard. I, I can tell you uh. what, what it was. Uh, no, it was it's more about, fun to uh, just imagine. Uh, oh, um, I, I can, I can tell you it was, it was some lady being racist at a day's end. So. There you oh, go. well, I mean, if you're going to be racist, you may as well do it at day's end, I guess. <laughs> of all of all of the places well, I, I, why be racist anywhere but I, I mean I guess like <laughs> like if you're going to do it I guess you're going to do it days in right <laughs> if you're going to show your ass to the internet you might as well just do it where someone can capture you know the, the full extent of your ass showing so it appears on Twitter like when you're mindlessly scrolling um, while recording a podcast yeah, every once in a while, they're like, I'll stop on TikTok and I'm like, what the fuck is this person yelling about? Like, it just is nonsense. However, I do see that the Dodgers, or the Dodgers, the Tigers are still playing despite Javi Baez <laughs> not being on the field. I just got this, I yeah. read that article when you sent it to me and I'm like, this is my favorite thing ever because, like, yes, <laughs> he does need to get pulled for his dumb bad base running shenanigans thank you aj Hinch. do i like you now <laughs> let me set the scene here uh, this is at about an hour before we record on uh this is what's today thursday today is thursday. april 13th as we record yes as we record this if you want to go look up the uh the video of this on the internet from when it happened uh april 13th Tigers by as benched by Hinch after base running gaff. This is from Simon Sharky Gottlieb of the score. It's a good name. Yeah. Simon Sharky Gottlieb. Do we know him at all? Yeah, that is a good him? writer name. No, I don't know him. I do not know him. I do know other people at the score, just not him. <laughs> um, right to the score for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so here's the story. Detroit Tigers shortstop Javier Baez was pulled from Thursday's game against the Toronto Blue Jays by manager A.J. Hinch after a second-inning base-running gaff. When Akil Badu flew out to center field with one out in the top of the second, Baez, who was on second base, forgot how many outs there were and immediately took off toward third. After realizing his mistake, he stopped in frustration and made no attempt to get back, resulting in him being easily... This video... Is amazing though because just AJ Hinch's face when it happens, and as somebody who had, you know, as Janice knows, as people in Chicago know, we had to suffer through many, many rounds of Javi Baez, El Mago, he's so great and amazing. Look at the crazy play he made when it's just like basic shit. Um, and he fucks up on the base paths a lot. So AJ Hinch telling us this big two blend. Um, so AJ Hinch telling him that he has to sit for the rest of the game because he's a moron. Do I like AJ Hinch now? <laughs> like, yeah. wait. You could just see in that in that video clip where Baez realizes his mistake and all of a sudden you just, he just the fucking stops. He's just like, yep, yep, that's me. Yep. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> well, and like, I don't. I forgot how many outs there were. How many outs do you think there are in a game? Because if that's the third out and you're hauling ass to third base, like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> Just, well, 
somebody what? the other day forgot how many outs there. I, I can't remember who it was in center field um, for the Padres against the Mets. Forgot how many outs yeah. there were, but like in the good way where he didn't realize, like he forgot an out that had happened. He did not make up an out. So like he was yeah. like trying to get a fourth out, which, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you come off <laughs> as a little bit of a tryhard that way, but like, you didn't fuck up in the way that is really super embarrassing and to get people to remember your name, Javi Baez, and talk about you on a podcast later. I've already forgotten who it was. It was just like, ah, that's funny. And then you, you know. Yeah. You got to forget. It wasn't like in the dumb way. You're like, you know, it's like um, when somebody strikes out and it's the third out and the catcher throws down to second. It's like, ah, look at you, you weirdo. But also, (laughs) there are video boards everywhere you know what those video boards have on them the number of outs <laughs> not as many as you would so, think it is terrible ux at a lot of these stadiums uh not you know if you're especially if like you're in the field all those video boards are, are oriented toward the people looking out at the players if you're in yeah. you know if you're in outfield seats uh particularly like a you know, at Yankee Stadium, it's, it's just on like a thin ribbon board. And again, well, yeah, I am not excusing those. the behavior. You can still see that. You from should the always field. know how many outs you there know. are. Right. Like yeah. what, what is happening in your brain that you are engaged in a game on the field? Like you are part of a play because you are on second base as the runner. How the fuck do you not know how many outs there are? Like, what is the matter with you? I don't know. I have an eight-year-old and a ten-year-old at home, so I really can't um, speak to... They are eight and ten. Uh, they're people not remembering 30. basic things. Yeah, I know. But I'm just like, I'm around this behavior all the time, is what I'm saying. It yes, never stops. Also, they're not, they're not 30 years old playing for the Detroit Tigers. You know? Well, he's 30 years old playing for the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, that's because nobody else wanted him because of, you know, as Janice called him, he's the Toot Bland champ. Yeah, he sucks. AJ Hinch continues to be the only one punished for the Astros. I absolutely love the... the He's being punished right now, having to manage Javi Baez. Yep. That's why I say AJ Hinch continues to be punished. The magic wand emoji that a lot of people like to use when they talk about him. I, I, I just think that's <laughs> like, we just need to stop over glorifying him. Uh, and I think a lot of, I mean, Cubs fans are mostly guilty for this, uh, but. Oh yeah. They I were the worst ones. Point, yeah. At, at, at yeah. this point, we really need to let all and any of that go. Um, just especially because, uh, like, he, he fucks up a lot. Cubs fan walking um, by here right now. What the hell is oh, going no, on? No, in New York? Yeah, someone wearing sure? a, a Cubs shirt just walked by. To get Ooh, out of the car and tourists. confront them. Bring them on the, bring them on the show and ask them to defend Javi Baez. <laughs> Here's the thing for... Why? You're I, in I New want, York. Why be a Cubs fan? Ugh. There's everybody fans here. Um... You had that's two that's teams that's to choose from, and you, 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 yeah, like voluntarily. If you're the like, Cubs. if you're too lazy to There's pay people attention from to baseball, here, pick though. the that's Yankees. The yeah, 
but still there's people from everywhere here too but like if you're too lazy to pay attention to like baseball and you you know you're like i'm gonna have a local team pick the fucking yankees if you're in new york because then you don't have to pay attention to them except during like you know their potential they might make the playoffs one year about this person other than that they're wearing a t-shirt it, it, I know this. Place. I have a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! So your question for people from Chicago? I have a. Speaking <laughs> of hobby bias, my Cubs shirt is a is a number twenty three shirt. It's uh, it's Ryan Sandberg. Um, I was about. Okay, to say, everybody yeah, has a Ryan Sandberg. That's... My mom, yeah, anything Ryan Sandberg? <laughs> yeah, any Cubs you know, adjacent person. There's a Ryan Sandberg. My mom has so much Ryan Sandberg and Anthony Rizzo crap because she loved, she was devastated when he went to the Yankees because she hates the Yankees. Colleen, I am going to uh, drop this in the chat now. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, you, you might have to say a nice thing about, I will do no such fucking thing. I, you know what? I I know he has cancer. (laughs) I know he has cancer and his no. cancer security stuff, and like that's really nice for you. He still sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna today. get so many angry direct messages again. Not uh, today. Today I, Anthony I, I, Rizzo is a cool dude. Never I I know you won't get back to me. Yeah. I, I, I know I know what you're sending over, Jesse, and I, I, I don't think Colleen's gonna fall for it. But but let's see. No, I, I will so, let you go ahead. Earlier, earlier this week, Michael K, the uh, extremely uh, officious Yankees announcer, uh, went after this bat boy in Cleveland for having long hair and daring to wear a Yankees road jersey given to him by the Cleveland staff that outfits him for every game. How dare yeah. he wear you know his hair so long? Uh, Mattingly cut those sideburns. Well, today, Anthony Rizzo pops up on the Twitter uh, with alongside the Batboy, who is in a band called The Open Doors. The Batboy is wearing yep. his Open Doors uh, t-shirt, the sleeveless t-shirt. Um, and, and Anthony Rizzo is there with him, also wearing uh, the Open Doors t-shirt uh, that has sleeves, yep. tasteful. Uh, Rizzo not making us look at his uh, stuff going on. He, he does so, not have a good body, and that's okay. He's he's re- So I want to appreciate that Anthony Rizzo is not making like he he's not gone for this. Uh, and the Bat Boy uh, band, Bat Boy band dude, um, he's pulling it off. I, I'm gonna. Well, say. yeah, like obviously he's making that he's work. In a band. <laughs> yeah, obviously he's in a band. However. Here's why I can never say anything nice about Anthony Rizzo, because many, and Janice knows my stance about Anthony Rizzo. She actually was, she very nicely took me to a Sox game when they were playing the Yankees and suffered through me yelling fat ass at Anthony Rizzo every time he went up to bat. I remember this. Very loudly. (laughs) Very loudly. In which at some point, everybody turned around and laughed. I think they all thought I was drunk. However, this is why I can never say anything nice about Anthony Rizzo. Because everything about him is so disingenuous. He's got this, like, assumed aura that he's like this, oh, shucks, guys! Nice dude. 
<laughs> and he's such like on the scale of like terrible baseball human beings, he's not on like the Trevor Bauer, Mike Clevenger line. He's somewhere around like him and Javi Baez are both assholes. But he's just like it's not it's so disingenuous because I, I, he does like okay, he does but, the shit. <laughs> he does the I, shit I on the base camps. Agree. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, I, I can't say anything personality nice. personality wise, I, I feel as if there's like something that is a little just off about him. And to give you some background, uh, like some Cubs fan a few years ago wrote a children's book about him called uh, Anthony Rizzo is a nice Italian boy. And so uh, I I was trying to make sense of this uh, just mainly because I like, I I equate him to being the rough equivalent of maybe Sabaro when it comes to, I guess, (laughs) Italian. Italianness. Yeah. He's not a Taylor street boy. (laughs) No, he's not exactly. So I'm just like, Mm. what, what, what what is this? What is, is he sitting down eating spaghetti and meatballs with his Nona? It's like, like, no, like yeah, him, him and his I honestly wife. don't care about this side of him. So I'm, I'm just like, why would, why would you say this? Is is pretty much like what, 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 what the gist is? I'm like, like what, what is yeah. the point of this book? What is it trying to prove? That it's really easy to write a children's book. Mm. But isn't he then mm. the ideal sort of Yankee? In that oh, way. he he is totally a Yankee. Like when he got traded, when he went to the Yankees, I was like, "Yes, that makes sense." Josh Donaldson and, being on the Yankees does not make sense because he really should be on like an Neptune? Oakland A's farm team. He, no, he needs to be on like a farm team somewhere. He's just mm-mm. or like you know the like Rough Riders farm. Who's uh, the one of the farm teams for like the Rangers? He does not need Frisco. Frisco, yeah. Frisco Rough Riders. There we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Anthony Rizzo, like, first of all, Anthony Rizzo, if he was a seasoning, he'd be flour. Which I did get in trouble for saying that about um what's his ass on Houston. I didn't know he was Jewish, and apparently that's anti-Semitic to call someone flour. Oh, oh um uh Bregman? Alex Bregman. Yes, Alex, see, he's so boring, I can't remember his name. Alex Bregman yeah. also born the day Reagan got shot, but in a different year. Um, ah, not fun fact. Reagan getting shot again, that only happened once, but he shares my birthday. It's it's me, him, and Chris Sale. Ooh, that's a I, I, fucking group. Um, quite a lineup. I really need to watch uh, the day Reagan got shot. I remember like watching it for like high school history class once, mm. uh, and, and I, I just think like we're talking so much about this day. I, I need to throw it back. Yep. I mean, I could also talk about Nixon, like my core president that I love to make Trot fun of. or Dick? Tricky Dick Nixon. You said, you said president, so that clarifies it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, like that's a whole separate thing. Like somehow I have an inordinate amount of knowledge about Dick Nixon and I have a lot of books about him. I don't know how this happened. Somehow I became obsessed with Nixon and like all the stupid insane insane shit that went on while he was in office. So, and I'm not a Republican by any stretch of the imagination. I just think that he's a drunk, hilarious person. But you don't keep like, uh, 
you wouldn't be interested in having like Nixon's sweaters or uh, like you can buy that. Leech. That's weird. Or or, or like no, a Funko that's... Pop or like or like, like other okay. I, Nixon, I love, Nixon memorabilia. I love a dumb bobblehead. So if there was like a Nixon bobblehead, I'd probably buy it. Like, well, I, and that's I, what I said I, about I going to England. <laughs> My mom was like, oh, you should get coronation presents. I'm like, I'm not getting anybody a fucking teacup. I'm going to find the weirdest fucking tchotchkes to buy people. So, like, everyone's getting a coronation bobblehead if I can find one. Or Camilla tampons. Yep. Camilla tampons. <laughs> Something <Ew>. bananas. <laughs> I know. Oh. Wait, no, that's not how it should be. How do you Why would they be it? Camilla tampons? They should be Charles tampons. They be Char- True, they could be. Char- they would be Charles tampons. That does make sense. Oof! Oh, Coronation branded tampons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad the Mets are doing better they- now that I don't see them live, though. Uh, well, they simply do not uh, win in Milwaukee very much to begin with, so. No. Never had much, of a which is weird. Any yeah, particular reason why? Is it is it just the park? Is like the dimensions? Like like what is it about the Mets in Milwaukee? Is is it, is it too it, much cheese before the game? I have no idea, but it's been it's been that way for years. In fact, the, I remember uh, when I was a kid, they used to like they would do the the schedule in a way that made sense where. You would do the same road trips all the time. Like um, the Mets would play L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, and they would be out there like with the Phillies and Expos, and mm. one team would go to each of the three, and then they would all shift and then shift again, and then they'd come back and they'd play the same three um, on the coast like that. So the Yankees uh, would always go to Kansas City, Milwaukee, and Texas in some fashion. And Mm. I remember on Channel 11 them talking about how, like, no matter how good the Yankees were, no matter how good the other teams were, um, no matter what time of year it was, the Yankees just played brutal on the KC Texas. um, It wasn't Milwaukee because Milwaukee was in the East. I think KC Texas Chicago. It was definitely Kansas City and Texas uh, were, were part of this trip. Like, the Rangers were you bad Jay's all those shirt. years, but the Yankees were just you going there and not Anna Jay's new shirt. Yeah, I could see that? that. What the fuck is that? David's showing me weird... It's Anna Jay from AEW. I don't know who that That's is. That's her new shirt. No. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, I lost my train of thought. Online now. shopping during this show. I am not. My husband is and puts me in... <laughs> Told me he's going to get me a shirt. <laughs> Forcibly <laughs> online shopping. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm very tired. I've it's, it's been a week and I haven't been able to drink coffee for like three days. So I don't know what's happening. It has been a week. I, I had the thought that, uh, <laughs> I had the thought that we, we might talk about this post-game locker room thing that sent me into a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, the, the thing about, yeah. like... Yeah, now I don't really want to talk about it so much, so we'll talk about that another time, because it's not fun. Um, it's really but, stupid. 
for those yeah, playing at home, it is very stupid. <laughs> it's all very stupid. Um, I'm just. I I want to spin this in a in a different way that is, um, just to to make it more broad. Have you, like, personally, professionally, like, gone through something where you experienced it one way, and then you find out later that like the thing that you hate, um, like mm-hmm. you, you have like a great distaste for this thing. Um, but everybody else, it turns out thinks that it's really cool and they like it. And think yes. that it's like the best thing. Yeah. But you didn't realize it. Like you kind of just thought that everybody else hated it too the whole time. And it turns out that no, they don't. So that usually happens with me and people. <laughs> At work, not in like life. It's usually a work thing where I'm like, other people think that this human is annoying too right now. Oh, they're great. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Am I dead inside? But no, yeah, I, I, I mean, I work in advertising during the day. Like, there's a lot of shit that I'm like, I can't believe, like, people like this and they, okay. I assume that like people, everybody hates this thing. Yeah, but yeah, I go through that a lot at work. It's like half my job is that. (laughs) Something I do frequently is definitely just second guess a lot of the things I think and feel, uh, which is something I've been working on in therapy uh, for forever. Uh, It doesn't seem to be getting better, but at least I'm cognizant of it. At at least I know it's a thing that I do, which is, you know, half the battle. Uh, But uh, Colleen, I do this with you a lot, actually, where someone will say something to me and I'll send it to you and I'll just be like... (laughs) Is, is is this motherfucker out of line? Like, I, I am, like, kind of offended by this. And then you'll validate me, and then you'll just be like, yep. yeah, yeah, it, this motherfucker is stepping. Like, you need, uh, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, my I responses like, usually range from, like, yeah, they're being an asshole to, like, we write at dawn. <laughs> I don't have, <laughs> I don't have, like, an off switch. It's usually like, oh, what a jerk. And then, that and is then I'm in a I'm in a Twitter suspension hole for 24 hours. Like, like, like maybe that's not that the best happens. example, but but it, no. it's definitely the the closest I've come to wh- whether it's just like, uh, why did this person think it was okay to say that to me, or yeah. well, why this person like like why do they think it's okay to behave this way? And so, of course, you know, my, my default reaction is to say like, oh, th- this is how people are people are, are, are just like this yeah. and I'm the one that needs to adapt and change. Uh, but that's not the case. It's not the yeah. case. No, people, people are assholes. And yep. uh, sometimes the best thing I can do is like show Colleen, Hey, look, look, look at this, look at what this <laughs> motherfucker said to me. And then Colleen will be like, yep. we're, we're riding at dawn and we are going up to this motherfucker and we are punching. I'm going to make him cry episode. like a baby. <laughs> I'm going to ruin his life. No, but yeah, I mean, I feel like that's happening a lot more just in general. Like, so my cousin was telling me this story um, a couple weeks ago when we were at, when we were all in Grand Rapids for my grandma's funeral. So she has twins and they just turned one, like not that long ago. And she had a very difficult pregnancy. Like the babies were super premature. They were like, different points throughout her pregnancy we didn't think like 
one, both are like her, we're all going to make it. Like it was a very scary pregnancy. They're very, they're perfectly healthy now. There's like, you know, there's a couple milestones they still need to make it to. But the doctor said as long as they hit them all by the time they're two, they're good. Um, so they're very cute babies now. Because they were so premature, they weren't fully cooked when they came out. So, you know, they're, they're kind of funny looking. Um, now they're very cute and baby-like and all of those things. Um, so... She was telling me that she was at her husband's softball game. Um, and there were two different inc- incidents at two different softball games. The first one was a lady went up to her and said something like, she said like, oh, are those IVF babies? And my cousin was like, I mean, we did IVF, but they're identical twins. So it's spontaneous. So it wouldn't have mattered if she was on IVF or not. And this lady deadass looks at her and goes, if God wanted you to have those kids, he'd have given them to you. And she, my cousin's reaction was, well, I don't believe in your God, so fuck you. And it was a good for you. Also, perfect reaction. Right? Like, what the, who the fuck, what? Well, here, Jesse, here's the, uh, Janice knows this one, I, too. There's another one. I got to react to this one. Beyond where the fuck do you get off, you fucking asshole? Um, if God wanted you to have those babies, clearly he fucking did. Because isn't this all supposed to be God's plan? Didn't God create the scientists who created IVF who made all this shit happen? So get fucked, bitch. I need to <laughs> not use that word. Um, no, no, that that would have been warranted. In this case, so. you are. Fuck yep. you! Oh, this here's another doozy. So then she tells me at a different softball game of her husband's. So I should preface this: they live in Cincinnati, and I'm pretty sure his softball team is like right across the river in Covington, Kentucky. And I'm like, okay. I thought people in the South were supposed to be nice, which was my general feeling about Nashville. So, and this was at a different softball game. She has the twins again, and this lady says to her, "Why are they so funny looking?" And my cousin's like, I didn't know what to say to that. I said, the next time someone asks you why your kids are so funny looking, your instant response should be, I don't know. They why have are you? what you must have. <laughs> they must have what you have. <laughs> or just be like, my Fuck kids you. don't look like you. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean they're funny looking? They don't look like you. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, she's like, I was so shocked. And I got to say, like, on the scale of feistiness in my family, she and I are pretty close by. Like, I think I may be, like, the step ahead of her (laughs) in terms of, like, feistiness. And I was actually shocked that she's like, I don't know what to say to that. I was like, I I could believe that because who the fuck says that to someone? What this has taught me is that the world would be a much, much better, desirable, fun place if, like, people just knew when to shut the fuck up. Yep. My general response to that kind of stuff is, you know, it costs nothing for you to be quiet. Zero like, dollars to mi- to mind your own fucking business. Yep. Zero dollars to shut your cake hole. And I think wow. I just look. Well, I've also so I've also never been mugged before, and people say it's because I look really mean. That my resting bitch face is so mean that. I'd look like I'd fuck someone up, so that's why I've never been mugged. I was like, I like that logic. 
works for me. Hmm. Jesse's face right now. <laughs> well, now I'm now I'm self victim blaming. Uh, I didn't look tough enough when I got mugged. Uh, yeah. I mean, but New York is like a whole <laughs> different like playing field of being mugged. Like, I think everybody in New York, like, you can't be a New Yorker if you haven't been mugged. Like, is that, like, a rule? Do you guys have a club or something? Or is it, like, a card they so give you? That's so much the case anymore. Um, but yeah. Yeah, 20th century. Um, yeah, everyone I knew growing up growing up uh, got mugged at some point. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have an aunt who time. got mugged in my... <laughs> my aunt got mugged in Milwaukee, so... The last time I had... Uh, Something stolen from me was in 2013 in Boston. Oh, I was walking, walking from Fenway Park to my brother-in-law's apartment uh, after the game. Mm-hmm. Some dude rode up on a bike and just plucked my phone right out of my hand. And uh, <laughs> rode I chased him for a solid block and a half. Um, <laughs> It's like a comical, like, I'm imagine. I'm just imagining. Which is just, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like what, what can you do? But, like, I'm like, yeah, like, hey, stop, you motherfucker. You stole my, like, he knows he stole my fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my phone. Yeah, of course I did, dude. He's but, like, yeah, um, I did. That's wild. Nobody, nobody stopped him either. Um, that doesn't And that meant that me I got to travel to Pittsburgh the next day with no phone. Um, and cover a Ooh. Pirates playoff game with no phone. That sounds like an adventure, actually. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I, yeah. I did not mind having that phone stolen, you know, all things considered. Um, there you go. Dude just rolled up on me from behind. He, he could, if he, if he had violent intentions, I'd be, uh, I'd be a puddle on, uh, yeah. on the streets of Boston. Um, I, I, I too have also had a phone stolen from me, um, but uh, I I fought back. Um, I <laughs> did not win, uh, just mainly because oh. there, there was three three of them and one of me. Uh, so, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I wasn't that. hurt. Um, I I could well, definitely tell that, that they were just trying to dispose of me as quickly as possible. Um, there yeah. were plenty of witnesses though, so. A long story short, they didn't get far, and I got my shit back. Um, so, yay! And I, I had to testify in court against uh, the one of the assailants a few weeks later, which is not fun. Uh, so, that was a fun little quick excursion through this, the, the court system. So, <laughs> they uh, I can't believe that dude went to trial. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say the heralded heralded Chicago court system. Well, he also violated parole. So, ah, there it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's how they get you. Play play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Uh, He stole my phone on a crowded train. Like it it was maybe about, uh, it wasn't super late, like maybe 9, 30, 10. Uh, And yeah, it's the red line. Uh, So there there was a fair amount of people on it. Uh, But yeah, yeah. good at, at least 30 people saw it. Uh, and it was also, he, I think, uh, they left the train at a stop that's, that has a pretty strong police presence. So, uh, you could tell this was not thought out, though this whole no. was not very well thought out. 
Were they like teenagers ish or like yes. early twenties? Yep, yep, that's probably right. some late teens, early twenties. Yeah, old enough yeah. to be on parole. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> apparently, like I for the like I rode the red lines and the orange line all the time when I lived in Chicago. Um, and there's frequently stories on the local news about how, you know, a lady fought back against her muggers. And there was one time it happened on the red line and my dad called me like after it was on the news, he calls me and he's like, Hey, did something happen to you on the red line? And I was like, no, why? He goes, okay. There was a story on the news about a woman who beat up her, the guy who tried to like steal her (laughs) shit on the red line. He's like, I thought it was you. I'm like, I can see, I see where you get that idea. But also, I get on at 35th Street, and that was at, like, 43rd. (laughs) Or it was at Garfield or something. It was, like, three stops away from where I got on. It's like, nope, not me, but I can see why you would think that. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. Rowdy Telez just had a homer. Suck it, Padres. Mm -hmm. Oh, dang, Uh my game is on, huh? Nice. Yeah. Yep, they're playing the Padres, so... Lovely. Uh, yeah. I still can't get over William Contreras being on the Brewers. Like, it's wild to me. I'm happy about it because then he's not on Atlanta terrorizing everybody. Everybody uh, yes. else. Wild Bill Contreras, uh, last year's fantasy <laughs> uh, fantasy hero. I, th- I think, like, I wrote about him, I think, in May. I was like, hey, you should probably mm-hmm. pick this guy up on waivers. If he's, like, not on your fantasy team, he should be. And I think, like, the week later, he was 75% rostered. And I was like, yes, my influence. Go you. I, I mean, I, I I don't know if that was my influence. I don't know if maybe just, like, <laughs> a- anyone with, like, more than two brain cells that watches baseball could see that, like, William Contreras is, you know, putting bat to ball. Like, we're seeing some really great contact from him. He's got power as well. Uh, pick this guy up. I think we both know that there is a lot of um, pe- men who watch baseball who don't also have brains. Yes, that uh, given brains. some of the men that talk to us, Colleen, like that, that is very, yes. very apparent. <laughs> I did have another. I did have another guy try and challenge the um, players talking to the media after a game, and I'm like, motherfucker. Uh, yes. I, all right. Every so fucking time. This, and Ooh, and I will no. throw out my nomination of Rajay Davis as the Bullets Pod OK Man of the Week uh, for his 2016 uh, post-game fits uh, at his locker, which were one game uh, full uniform, still after the game, and the next game uh, full suit, uh, completely showered up Ooh. and dressed and... and Nice looking. Um, later That's in impressive, that series, actually. Yeah, the, uh, the most important home run. Uh, that That's Harris impressive. Chapman, Roger Davis, my nominee <laughs> for Willis Pod, OK Man of the Week. And the thing that I find the, that I found so awful, um, never like post game locker rooms. I do it's not beautiful. understand. I, I still don't, even after having been lectured to by my former colleagues in the field um, about why it is 
so great and so important. And I, I just... Is it because they all love the smell of B.O. and Naked Man? I guess. I don't, like... <laughs> the arguments that I was getting in favor of it I was, were like, that's, you know, you're, you're building relationships in the locker room and you know, you're observing interactions between people. And I'm like, every locker room that I ever experienced, like, excuse me, <clears throat> every locker room that I ever experienced post-game was everyone just wants to go home and as a writer I wanted to get my shit done and go home. home. You've been at the ballpark or arena for many, many consecutive hours. It is the end of the day. Let us get our last quotes and go home. I'm not arguing against like practice day locker room or I mean, I, I'm not yeah. a fan of the pregame baseball locker room either because it's just a lot of awkward standing around. I know that for me, like, just like social anxiety-wise, I get like, yeah, I, I, it's not a thing that would ever be for me a large situation of crowd and, um, yeah, we talked about this on, on the last pod where you know I felt like the credential around my neck was at least like sort of an amulet of belonging and like. I could, I would always ask questions. Um, yeah. But like the whole, like interacting with people in like crowded rooms. No, I, I want none of that. Like you're craning your neck to see if, if somebody else is talking at the same time who you need to go get. And then while you're craning your neck, you are also trying to avoid looking at a dick that may or may not be out because God forbid, like you're the you're the person who like saw a dick, and the person realized that they that you saw their dick, and then they mm. think that you were looking at their dick. And no, I was just looking across the room, and that is not an interaction that you want to have with anybody. And I never did, but I had it a thousand times in my head because it's fucking like a miserable, yeah. anxiety-inducing situation. But apparently. <laughs> Other people really like this. Because I don't of the know dicks. if it's like a rush. I don't think it is. Like it's I just Well, and I get the impression like the players don't like it, you know? Because like I just want to sh- like especially if you have a shitty game, like I want to shower yeah. and change and go the fuck home. I don't want to talk to you people. Like so uh, Yeah. And, and like um, yeah. This happened on Twitter, so I can say it out loud. Um, uh, Chris Hine, who covers the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, former Chicago dude, um, was saying how like Kyle Anderson, the guy who got punched by Rudy Gobert in the last uh, regular season game on the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. was like chatting with them about the wire before he started his like actual interview and stuff after that game. And I'm like, okay, that is really weird, and that's a quality, like, learning about somebody interaction that did happen in a post-game locker room. Yeah. I still hated every minute of it and find that all of those interactions can happen at different times and places. I just, yeah, I can't wrap my head around it, and I have gotten to the point, and, and this is why I didn't want to um, talk about go it. all the way deep into it, well, there's other layers beyond that, um, of just, like, am I, I don't know, Colleen, AITA? 
No. And here's why. So just like watch seeing it on TV. It's a lot. And it's everybody jockeying for a spot, like sticking phones and recorders everywhere. And like those locker rooms, like they look big in pictures. It's probably not big once you cram 25 additional people in there. And there's no reason in my mind why that has to happen in the locker room. Like the NFL doesn't do interviews in the locker room. They do. The NBA, do they? No. Yeah. It's, that is <clears throat> fucking chaos too. The yeah. NFL, like what the NFL like- post game locker room, like, Here's 53 dudes all, like, scrambling out of the only clothing that lets you identify who they are. Oh, yeah. And it (laughs) smells the worst. I, you Um, know what, though? I feel like as an athlete, I would have big Marshawn Lynch energy in that I'm only here so I don't get fined. Because, like, first of all, and, like, if I was somebody who had to go into, like, a locker room and, you know, do what your former colleagues used to say like build relationships get to know the players like the idea i cannot make small talk i'm so like i am an awkward human being in life outside of like the internet like janice has been with me when a stranger recognizes me and i'm just like fuck Ah. (laughs) i'm like oh hi that's so nice and in my head i'm like fuck like Mm -hmm. i don't know what to do and i and I have this problem at work. Like, I cannot make small talk. It stresses me out. I get so worried and sweaty. And I'm like, so the weather we're having, like, I'm the worst at it. So I don't think it, it makes you an asshole to not want to be part of those interactions. And I don't think it should be a requirement for anybody. Like, they do, the you know, the managers have the post-game media circus. Players have gone out and answered questions there. Like, why does all that shit have to happen in a locker room? Like, there should be some sort of line of demarcation, especially as you're getting more and more diversity in sport. Well, more diversity in sports reporting. Like, as a woman, like, yeah, I want to interview the players and get their comments and all that stuff. I don't need to smell sweaty post-game balls. All right? Like, I live with a dude. Y'all stink. Like, I don't need to be around. Yeah, I don't need to be around that many men who are changing out of hot, sweaty clothes. I mean, I I don't miss anything about uh, the 2020 season. I I don't miss COVID, and I I mean, COVID is still a thing, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, I I I definitely miss the ability to uh, conduct Zoom interviews where it's just like, yeah, you, you just log on to your little computer and, you know, hey, here are all the players we have available for comment. We've got Lucas Giolito. We've got Leary Garcia. We've got Tim Anderson. Here, here is your buffet of players. Go ahead and take your yeah. pick. And then you just line up in a nice little line. Uh, you just raise your hand in the little Zoom meeting and um, the moderator calls on you to ask your little question and you get your quote. It's so incredibly mm-hmm. easy and straightforward. And as someone with just ridiculous amounts of not only social anxiety, but also just anxiety asking professional athletes questions, uh, it was super helpful for me. And definitely perhaps like a really great introductory experience into interviewing 
interviewing athletes. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I, I just still wish that that option was present at least. So, I mean, like Jesse, yeah. I'm with you there. I'm, I'm, I'm with you in that regard. I appreciate that. And, and thank you, um, for validating that at least I still, I, I get what they're saying though, about building those relationships. And for mm-hmm. me, it was like, when I covered the Rangers, like after practice, I would, you know, stand there, you know, stand around the locker room and, and talk to various guys. Even if, you know, I wasn't doing an interview, I'd be like, oh yeah, Marty Baron is the backup goalie and he was a big Expos fan. And I'd be like, yeah, I saw something on TV last night about the Expos or like yeah, Brian Boyle was into all the Boston sports. Um, I don't remember what TV shows particular guys were into, but like, yeah, it's that, it's that don't love small talk, but like it is, that's the access that you have is that you are around them like every day and sort of like in the workplace, um, in a way that like, they also know that you're there perceiving them. Um, yeah. Like one of the things that, that always got me was somebody was like, you know, um, you got to be in there because what what if somebody punches somebody else and nobody's there to report on it? Um, oh no! How like, terrible! I I saw today a story from uh, from England. Uh, Mane <laughs> and Sade uh, from Manchester City got into a, a oh yeah just a cuff. Um, and huh, there's no reporters in there. But word still got out that one dude had punched another dude because that dude got suspended. Also, like, reporters can report without being on the scene. Lawyers? It's a thing that happens all the yeah. time. Um, well, and what I if don't somebody understand punches why... someone in the locker room during the game or between innings? Yeah. Like, who, what if somebody's got to go have a rat or raccoon date in the gangway, you know? <laughs> yeah, in the exactly. Gangway. That was not in front of reporters. No, um, but it was hilarious. And I don't care what they were fighting about. It's always going to be the rat or raccoon. I don't care if there was, like, a real fight. <laughs> because that is funnier than, like, whatever just, their actual problem was. Yeah, I... Yeah. I It's just, it's weird. Like, you know, and I guess ultimately, it's always been done. It's there. Yeah. Like, because whose workplace is it at some point? Like, it is both, like, it's your workplace as a a reporter, um, but it's also their workplace. And part of their workplace routine is uh, the nudity and, like, how aggressively nude they want to be is up to them. Yeah. Um, depending upon how big of an asshole they are. Like most players these days um, have some sense of, I will. And, and also it helps that like the ballparks have better facilities and more places to like more towels. Um, there are more towels. There are more robes. There are more 
yeah. there's more equipment. There's, you know, there's more base layer shit that guys just have on. Um, yeah. Like there, there are definitely players who you would not know what their bodies look like. And there are others who fucking parade around. Um, Mostly the Swedish players. Them. Them. They are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm talking about baseball anymore. Well, you know, um, you never. Hockey's know. nice. Hockey, there's not a lot of incidental dick in hockey. Um, well, that I've seen because they all like, that's a lot of stuff to take off. Exactly. They there's like the the locker room where the press is in hockey is not the room where they're like doing their get out of their underwear and into the shower. But it's like taking off the pads and putting all that shit and putting the jersey and yeah. the helmet. And the skates, um, Ugh, the and then put your shower shoes on and go. And it smells terrible, but they have fans on, and, and that makes it. That doesn't um, make it better. It makes it a lot more bearable than an NFL locker room. Ugh. Um, again, the NFL locker room has twice as many uh, sweaty men who have been sweating for a longer amount of time and in greater physical proximity stuff. to each other. And with more blood, because um, that that smell mixes in, mm. just a faint tinge of blood. That's that's something that every every good reporter wants to have. It's fucking unpleasant in the atmosphere of men being men, and it's smelling a little bit like wet balls and blood. I have gotten the exclusive interview with Joe Schmo about whatever the fuck just happened on the field today. But thank God we have the ambiance of false sweat and blood <laughs> to go with it. Like, that that's the energy I feel like when I'm in the locker room and I got this quote. Like, it's so awkward, though. You know, like, and I think it's great when players will, like, have a shitty game and still talk to the media because, you know, in baseball, they don't have to. Um. Mm-hmm. And I just have the energy of like, just let me take a shower. Leave me alone. So I well, yeah. I couldn't do it. We can talk about this tomorrow. Or not. To- yeah. Or later. You all fucking saw it on TV. What do you want me to say? Who said that? To, was it Castellano said that to someone? They're like, do you have a comment on this thing that happened? And he was like, I mean, you saw it. What do you think? <laughs> struck out or something. And fucking sucked. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it, was, it was something like that. Like it was something like that. And I was last season, and I think it was Nick Castellanos. And or no, it I, maybe it was um. I don't remember. I don't fully remember who it was, but they like asked him about this thing that happened, or he like you know had a golden sombrero or something. It was like something shitty happened during the game or they lost or whatever and her reporter was like well how do you feel about this he was or like how did you feel when that happened and he's like you saw it how do you think i felt and i was like yep that yes that is a perfect response because all of those questions are probably the same and you get tired of them after a while so at least he keeps it spicy i i will say that you know, part of the, the fun, if there is any fun of it, um, is figuring out ways to ask questions differently so that you get actual answers in that extremely stupid and unpleasant 
atmospheric yeah. situation. Um, I believe it. I just, yeah, okay. I, I, I guess this, it's part of why I'm not doing it anymore. Fair. I'm disappointed to see the, I'm disappointed to see the, the, like you said, Jess, the option disappearing of Zoom interviews, which I think are more comfortable for some journalists and I think are more comfortable for some players. Um, I bet I can guess the journalists that it is not comfortable for. I'm going to say Heyman, uh, Paul know. Sullivan. You know those types of guys. I, 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 it's not necessarily that because it's, and this is part of what messed me up about arguing about this on Twitter during the week, <laughs> was that like the pushback that I was getting was really from people who I respect uh, and like mm-hmm. whose work I appreciate and admire. Um, I, I know that I couldn't do what they do now, but also, um, yeah, I, th- I, I want to see ultimately. Yeah. I, I, I want it to be a case where it's better for everybody. And I just think that like, it's a net positive. If you take the post game and not, anything else. I'm not talking about pregame and, and practice days and all that. Just the yeah. game. Nah. Especially now when everybody's mic'd up. It, it's not that big a deal to be in that room. Just let everybody get dressed. They'll want they'll they'll want to be in front of your cameras too. Because they'll have their, their postgame fits on. They'll want to be on Instagram. Especially if they had a good game. If they didn't, they're probably not going to want to talk very much anyway. That's always <laughs> how it is. Speaking of ending up on Instagram, that makes <laughs> anytime somebody talks about like interviews in the locker room. So a few years ago, the Bears had a bit of an incident with Instagram where I cannot remember the player. Saint who, Day? No, it was not St. Patrick's Day. Um, it, it was, that like was September. Fun. <laughs> it had to have been like September, October ish. And uh, one of the players was, like, live streaming on Instagram. Or he he had, like, his Instagram live up because they won and, like, was celebrating or whatever. And in the background walked a very naked Kyle Long. And it picked the video picked it up. And (laughs) the amount of content that came... (laughs) The amount of, like, just content that came out of that where it was focusing on, like, oh, my God, there's a naked guy in a locker room as opposed to, like, hey, the Bears finally fucking won something. (laughs) But, like, God, I can't remember who who that was, who that player was. He's not on the Bears anymore, sadly. I think he was one of, like, the running – and I'm, like, I'm terrible at football. I don't know anything. So it might have been a running back. It could have been a wide receiver. It was not a quarterback. I do know that. Or a kicker. So. But, yeah, and, like, any locker room discussions. Dennis, do you have like, any football positions you would like to name? <laughs> any football guesses? 
Uh, just just as random football positions, like like any. Yeah, linebacker, safety. Uh, so, ah, there's uh, other ones. Uh, was wide receiver and tight end already mentioned? I, my I, wasn't, I was not keeping a list. What is the best wide football position? Definitely tight end. Water boy. Gotta go hold. I don't want. There you go. I I, oh, I am not a football fan, so I mean I I watch it uh, voluntarily, I suppose, because uh, uh, I, I I date someone who enjoys football, um, but otherwise I, I I do not partake myself. Well, it is uh, it is almost time for a sport in which you and I both do partake, or certainly will. Uh, WNBA season coming up around the corner, and we need to get Yay! on filling our uh, our show for that. Yes, yes. That yes. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Do that. We'll get yes. the park restart. We will continue to do this show. Um, I had something else <laughs> I wanted to get to before we left. Let's see. Did I put it in the, uh, in the chat? I don't know. Is there anything else you guys wanted to get to? Not that I can think of. I, I think my drugs have kicked in, so my brain and that plus not having had coffee for three days, I think my brain is like, put you know, put up that sign that says "gone fishing" and there's just like a hamster on a wheel. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing, uh, the only other thing we got on here is uh, mid journey art of Ponce de Leon as a Chicago White Sox. The Conquistador helmet in uh, the. I don't know what this one is. It's got kind of a. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on there. We'll we'll post those on the. uh, That will not be the cover art, but that'll be the bonus reject art. We didn't really get to talk about uh, which Conquistadors, uh, which which figures of uh, 16th century um, European and colonial history would would make for the worst possible baseball team. We're out of ideas. So. Uh, the, the, uh, next contest, no. the next Napoleon colonized the White Sox bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a Napoleon in the, in the minor leagues? Because that would be a good one. They got a Cortez? Get, hmm. get Nestor Cortez. Or did he give oh, up that... all those runs? Who was starting for the Yankees? Uh, Somebody who got their ass kicked. Uh, Johnny Brito? Oh, that's Not too jo- bad. Yeah, because hmm. he was young and like exciting and fun, but he wasn't exciting and fun tonight. That's he okay. The Twins will make it to the playoffs. The Twins? Well, the Twins will make it to the playoffs and lose in the first round anyway, so. That's and just what they the do. By the time you hear this, perhaps the Tampa Bay Rays will have lost a game. We'll see. We'll find out. They were it's that close and that close and busted shit the bed. And then today, Boston had him right up until that seven-run bottom of the fifth. Yep. And then Boston shit the bed. <laughs> Two days in a row. Are the Red Sox but actually Boston. terrible? My column. Ooh. Yes. That's it. That's going to be my column. That's going to be the behind enemy baselines when the Mets play the Reds. Or the Red Sox. Right. And when Pretty I am bad. not. I am. Well, so I had planned to start to start it with the season, um, but then my fucking grandma had to go and die. So you know that pushed a lot. Of, 
that pushed things back that I needed to do. So yeah, um, very inconvenience of her to do it. Apparently, though, it's a good thing she died the week before Easter because if you die on Holy Week, they won't perform funeral services. And I'm like, is it because the Catholics are afraid she's going to come back? Because we cremated her. I don't think she's coming back from anything. <laughs> Although she's definitely going to haunt me now. <laughs> yeah, you, you've done this one to yourself, Colleen. Uh, yep, I'm getting haunted. Let's see, I've insulted Cubs fans, Anthony Rizzo fans, not so much Detroit fans for once, Twin, the Twins, the Red Sox, Catholics. I am going to get a lot of angry DMs in the coming days. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. All right. Uh, yes. Totally worth it. Colleen, what thank you. Uh, as always, great to talk with you. Janice, from the internet, we're waving at each other because this is a visual medium. We love you all, and we are all very tired. Uh, Bye-bye.